from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Hair burner. <laughs> Sometimes they call us hair burners. Uh, beauty operator. I love beauty operator. I don't, I probably, hairstylist. I probably have said stylist more over the years. I had a business card once that I wrote, um, coiffure, construction, maintenance, and repair. Um. <laughs> Welcome to America Works, excerpts from interviews with contemporary workers throughout the United States, collected by the library's American Folklife Center as part of its Occupational Folklife Project. This America Works episode features hairstylist Jeff Hafler, owner of the Beauty Bubble Hair Salon and Museum in Wonder Valley, California, was interviewed on behalf of the American Folklife Center by scholar, researcher, and Archie Green fellow, Ken Daisy Taylor. I'm Jeffrey George Hafler, and I've been doing hair. I'm a cosmetologist uh, since 1991. I finished high school and really didn't have any direction. I took a year off, um, I moved out, I got in a lot of trouble, and I realized that I couldn't spend the rest of my life doing that. A friend of mine had gone to cosmetology school and he said that he thought I would probably be pretty good at it and I should go and look into beauty school. You know, I'd mess around with friends' hair. I'd cut my own hair and I'd cut my friend's hair on the porch and stuff. And so I thought, well, I could probably do that. And so I went to the offices of the Ohio State School of Cosmetology, Columbus, Ohio. The leader, the largest in Ohio. <laughs> jingle. And it turned out that I qualified for two Pell Grants that covered just about the entire tuition. And so it turned out that I was really good at it. I finished the top of my class and uh, it's been great. It's been 20 years of you know being able to work anywhere and just pretty much always have a job because people always need a haircut. My hair is our crowning glory. I, mean, I think that our hair is the first and foremost thing we think about when we think about our appearance. It defines us. You know, how you wear your hair can even change the way your face looks. Just a simple, you know, combing it forward or as opposed to combing it back is going to change the way your face appears. 80% probably would, would prefer to have different hair. Nobody's happy with what they've got. But I do think that ultimately everyone ends up with their go-to look. Everyone has that style, you know, regardless of the trends that come and go, that looks the best, is the easiest for them. I told someone once that our hair holds energy, like the, all the hair that's on your head is holding everything that happened in the period of time that it's taken to grow that hair. So imagine that at the very tips of your hair is whatever happened to you five years ago. And so if you cut that off, you're just gonna let that, you're gonna let it go. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily true, but you know, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> um, I am a chatterbox, so you know, I get to talk all day long. How much do you reveal about yourself? Oh, everything. God. I'm an open book. I do remember that they said you shouldn't talk about religion, sex, or politics in the first chapter of my cosmetology textbook, which is all we talk about all the time. All the time. I mean, 
every day somebody's talking something about politics or religion or set all of it yeah all of it so, especially now for me being a gay married man which you know this hotbed issue so i bring it up too for some reason people confide in their hairdresser like a therapist and i've always been really good at that too i don't know because i'm a talker i'm also a really good listener you know this business makes you a really good listener sometimes your client just needs to talk the whole time and you may end up even just nodding your head or just throwing something in on occasion, but they need to vent something. And I enjoy that really. And in fact, I have on my price list therapy, I have listed on my price list as free. There's no charge for the therapy. And in fact, my therapy's free, but one time I had a client pay me. It was a guy. He insisted on giving me the money he would have given to a therapist. <laughs> But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what it is about the environment. It's probably because it's obviously very intimate. And in my salon especially, because it's most of the time it's one-on-one. -on -one. Um, it's just my chair and my client. Sometimes I'll have two clients going at the same time. And that's fun because sometimes you get two clients talking about the same thing or you know they might be able to talk about each other's problems and have something to weigh on. But yeah, people love to gossip. And for some reason, it's just part of my nature to keep up on current affairs and what's going on in town and you know who's doing what to who and uh <laughs> so you know people want to know a lot of people just sit down they're like okay what's going on in 29 palms what's the latest and yeah you are an entertainer when you're a hairdresser because you're entertaining the, your client while you're doing their hair you have to interact and make it fun uh i think the the relationship you develop with your clients too it's because you you develop a friendship with people and, you know, and they stay in your life for years with the, the loyalty that, that comes along with it. Well, it is one of those industries where it doesn't get the level of respect really that it should because it's not easy work and you can make good money. But why there's a stigma of like a hairdresser being second class and probably again because it's a service industry job you're serving people i don't know too maybe because it's like a vocation you know when i was in high school the vocational school in columbus offered cosmetology and i wish that i would have done it i could have been two years ahead of the game they'd only let people go to vocational school didn't really have great grades and mine weren't great but they said i was you know smarter than that college degree is not a guarantee of a job um, but a vocation, however, it is. More people think that it's not necessarily a high-paying job or that you're a servant of, a, of some sort, which is true. In fact, even my mother, when I first told her I was going to go to cosmetology school, she's like, oh, why do you want to do that? And I said, well, what are you talking about? I said, I think I'll be good at it. This has been an amazing career. All kinds of opportunity interesting things I've seen and done. And, you know, that was another reason that it was just like, I felt it was the right choice of uh, occupation because like I said, just get to meet a lot of people, have a lot of friends and, and talk a lot. <laughs> You've been listening to hairstylist Jeff Hafler. 
owner of the Beauty Bubble Hair Salon and Museum in Wonder Valley, near 29 Palms, California, who was interviewed on behalf of the American Folklife Center by scholar, researcher, and R.C. Green fellow Candace Taylor. To hear the complete interview with Jeff Hafler, please visit us online at www.loc.gov forward slash folklife. On behalf of the library's American Folklife Center, this is folklorist Nancy Gross. Thank you so much for listening to America Works. From the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C.